Hello, Mama. So blessed to get to sit here with you today. I just love being here. Oh, just so grateful for you. Thanks for being here. Uh, today, we're going to continue our conversation about how to build a toolkit for battles, for big, hard seasons, for little, hard moments, whatever it is, we need to be ready for the battle because the battle is coming, right? We, we know that when we follow Christ, there's going to be resistance. We know that the enemy is out to get us. We know that our brains uh, are, you know, of this world, right? And so they will go to sin if we uh, let them. We know that discouragement just comes easily, especially in the season of motherhood. Like I can't tell you how many mamas I hear are discouraged. And so all of these moments, the, the big things, the small things, the trauma, the, the just frustrations, right? All of them, we got to be ready for them because they're coming. They're not going away. Nope. Never until we get to heaven they will be here. And so we can't perfect our lives so much that they go away. And we need to, so we need to know that we need to just kind of take ownership of this and say, I'm going to be ready for battle. I'm going to be ready for when these, these hard times come and guess what? God has equipped you. And so today we're going to be talking about the specific kind of tools you can bring out when the battles come. And so I hope that as you listen, go back and listen to the first episode of this and you can get some ideas on, um, I talked about the four steps and I talked about the specific songs that I sing in the middle of my battles. Um, and then today we're going to talk a little bit more about some other tools you can put in your toolkit. So listen for inspiration. I want you at the end of this to build your own toolkit. And so take notes on what stands out to you, take notes on ideas you have. And I want to, after all of this, hear about your toolkits. I'm going to be working really hard in this next season. I kind of have some new inspiration to try and just link our Facebook group a little bit more to the podcast. You know, it's kind of been disconnected a little bit. And so I have some new ideas. Hopefully I can get all these implemented and in place soon. But all that to say, I want to know about your toolkit. Get into our Facebook group if you're not there. Uh, it's you can find it by searching for more Mama Collective in Facebook and Lauren, our amazing Kiwi New Zealander leads it. And she's just such an encourager and is so amazing. And so we would just love to meet you and we would love to hear what's in your toolkit. And I think your songs, your tools can inspire all of us. So hop in there. We would love to see you, but let's jump in and I can share some more tools with you today. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So we are diving more into building our toolkit today. And the next tool that I have for you is definitely an obvious one, but just as necessary. So these are having Bible verses ready to go, right? We know that the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is the Bible, is our one offensive weapon in our spiritual battles that we face. We talk about this a lot when we talk about the the armor of God, all of the other 
parts of the armor are are to protect you to to be on the defense but the sword of the spirit right that's an offensive we- offensive weapon not offensive <laughs> offensive <laughs> that's right you stab people with that you you fight you, you lunge it forward you should see me trying to to swing my sword right now <laughs> in my closet <laughs> That's, that's how we fight people. And so literally God's word, his verse, the verses in the Bible are that sword, which is incredible. And so we need to have those verses in our heart, memorized, um, thought on. I can never find words now. I don't know if you guys feel, I feel like I say this every episode, but children steal all of my brain cells. (laughs) But you need to sit and ponder those verses. You need to to think about them day and night. You need to have them written on your mirror, on your everywhere, <laughs> your phone, okay? Because we got to be ready for battle. And this is our offensive weapon. So we know this, okay? And the verses I'm sharing today are not new ones by any means. I am guarantee most of you have heard of these or have them memorized, but they are crucial. And so if you don't have them memorized, I highly encourage you to memorize these ones. You can have your own set of ones too, but these ones are so crucial for all of the things that we're going to face, these battles we're going to face, these frustrating moments, whatever it is, we need these. Okay. So I'm sure I've shared about these specific ones before, but, and, and probably the reason that I have these written down here right now is because I've shared about them because these are the verses that I learned as a little girl in Awanas. I don't know if any of you have kids in Awanas or went in Awanas yourself. It's such a great like kids program where uh, you memorize verses and get little badges. And it's, it was, I loved it as a kid. It was amazing. And I have so many verses that I've memorized from there. And then I also go to Christian summer camp and we memorize verses there. And then I've just heard them over the years and I've read them over the years and I've journaled them over the years, right? Until they're written on my heart, until they're deep in me. And so these verses, as I I talked a lot about in the last episode, I'd be in this dark nursery. I'm talking about my new, my season that I just went through that had a lot of battles in it with having a newborn right now. My son just turned nine weeks. And so, you know, we're still in newborn season, but things have gotten a lot easier. Praise God. And, but in the, in the beginning, in the middle of it, you know, we're having a lot of breastfeeding issues and a lot of sleeping issues. And those just felt so tied together and it just created so many triggers inside of me. And so in the middle of this dark nursery, I'll be trying to put my baby to sleep and be super triggered. And if you want to understand more why, then you can go back and listen to the last episode. But I would be trying to put him to sleep and just feel myself spiraling into this negative thought pattern and into anger and blame. And so I would feel myself doing that. And I would all of a sudden like get awakened to that and say, no. And I would stop that. And I would shift to something different. And this shift really almost felt automatic. I had to make that initial stop of like, whoa, we got we to gotta haul. This car is going in the wrong direction. And so I'd, I would slam on the brakes. But then I wouldn't even have to really think about where I was going to steer it next. Something in my spirit would rise up and take over. And I believe that's the Holy Spirit in me. And he was using all of these things that I had um kind of stored inside of me throughout my lifetime. Now, if you're just starting your walk with God, you don't need to be discouraged by that by any means. Like you are at the perfect place. God has found you in the perfect timing. And so now you get to begin this journey of storing these things in your heart. And so maybe you're going to have to work a little bit harder than some of us because you're just 
trying to first memorize these first verses and you're starting from scratch, but that's okay. God's going to give you everything you need to do that. But we all do need to store these things in our heart. And so I would I would feel that wheel. It's it's kind of like um, if anyone owns a Tesla, you know, when when you when the the it's not called cruise control, it's called something else. The self-driving thing happens. Uh, they now have it not just for the freeway, but they have it for like back roads, um, you know, streets before it was just for the freeway. And to me, it wasn't that exciting. I'm like, OK, it's just putting on the brakes when it sees a car and, you know, it can, you know, get over lanes for you. But to me, the the crazy part happened when it started to work on the back roads and, you know, it would see a stop sign and it would see the, the light turn green or red and it would turn for you. Just put in the address and it knows where to turn and how to turn. And so, you know, this car is just driving on its own and you're like, what in the world? This is crazy. Right. And it might even go like a different way than you normally go because it's, you know, going by the maps but it's, it knows how to get there. It's turning on its own. It's doing all the things on its own. And so this is exactly what it felt like in those moments in the nursery. I would hit the stop button, which kind of was like hitting the start button for the automatic. Um, I can't guys, what, what, what are technical things on cars? Automatic driving (laughs) doesn't really matter. I would hit the automatic driving button by just stopping the thoughts. And as soon as I, I hit that button, it would take over. The spirit in me would take over and it would lead me in different directions. And so sometimes it was, you know, I shared a couple episodes ago about gratitude and I would just start listing off things I'm grateful for, like my house and the crib my baby's in and the clothes on my back and the food I have to eat, right? All these things, simple things that we take for granted. And sometimes it would go to songs, right? that I shared in the last episode. And sometimes it would go to these verses that I didn't have to think about. I didn't have to try and recall. They, it just, it just came up. It was automatic cruise control doing it for me. And it was incredible to have that inside of me. And, um, and again, I don't say any of this to discourage anyone that doesn't have that yet. I say it to encourage you of what's possible. When you take the time to invest in your spirit, which means spending time with God and in his word, this will happen for you as well. And that's, that's amazing that like, we don't have to take over the wheel. It's like that old song, Jesus take the wheel. Um, and so make sure you have some of these verses in your pocket. Make sure that you're ready to fight with them and that you're going to sit on them so much that they come up automatically without you even trying. And in the beginning, it's okay if they don't, you can recall them, you know, even through lots of effort, that's still good. But just know like that won't be forever. At some point it will just automatically come up for you. So here are some of the verses for me. There's just three of them. There's so many more in the Bible, obviously, that are so good and helpful for these situations. But these are the three that I would go to. The first one is Philippians 4.13. And this is one I would repeat again and again and again and again and again and again. Literally, like sometimes I would just say it to myself like 50 times in a row in that moment because I, I had to convince myself. And this verse is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so literally, sometimes when I was super frustrated and feeling hopeless and feeling defeated, whatever it is, right? It doesn't have to be a newborn. That was what it was for me in that moment. Anything we face, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I literally would just keep repeating it until my attitude and my heart and my mind aligned with that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can all do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like I, I sounded like a parrot. I don't know if parrots really do that, but... <laughs> I just wouldn't stop until I believed it. 
And so that's an easy one for you to memorize. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Start with that. It's so simple and so profound because literally there's nothing I cannot face. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He gives me strength for all things. I've got this. Okay. So hold that with you. No matter what you face, this is true. We're talking to me. It sounds silly sometimes when I'm talking about doing this in the middle of a newborn season, because, you know, even just my friends I shared about recently, like they had a much harder situation where their baby was in the NICU for weeks and they, but even in that situation, this would have worked. And they, they did, they praised God the entire way there. Honestly, what inspired me so often in this, in some of the discouragement I felt is to be reminded of if they are praising God right now in the middle of having a baby in the NICU, I can praise God. I can praise God. Right. And maybe you're that mama with a baby in the NICU right now or something just as horrific, something worse, whatever it is. There's always someone that can inspire you. I heard recently in one of the sermons at my church, uh, we have, uh, our church also has a church in Africa, in Old Town Winnie. And, you know, there's a story of this amazing care worker there. We have a, a care point for kids over there that they can come and get a hot meal. And often it's their only meal of the day. And this this care worker uh, was just so beautiful and amazing and always had a giant smile on her face. I didn't get to personally meet her, but I've heard stories about her through my pastors and other church members. And her name was Pretty, which is so fitting. And she um, lost, she had three kids and I believe she lost all three of them. And, you know, she would be talking to my pastor and she had a huge smile on her face and would just say, God is so good that God is so good after losing all three of her kids. And it's just amazing people like that. And I, I, I am encouraged by that story. If she can praise God and have a smile on her face in the midst of losing her three children. Oh my goodness. I have no excuse, right? I have no excuse. And so I hope, I hope that shouldn't bring shame to you. Uh, I hope that encourages you to be reminded of what we have available to us, that we have God, we have our salvation. And, and when we really learn to lean on that for our hope, it can take over any bleak circumstance, any bleak circumstance, because Jesus is enough and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Okay, the next verse that I have that would just pop up or that I often find myself just clinging to when I, for me, it's when I start to worry, like when I would start to worry, is he gaining enough weight? Is he getting enough food? Is whatever. And, and this isn't just with the baby. This happens all the time. Whenever I find myself worrying, I hit that stop and it starts my autopilot and I go to this verse, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This one is so crucial for me because first of all, sometimes I feel like I need to worry. Like it's going to help me, right? Like I need to worry about how this is going to be resolved. But there's a big difference between like 
problem solving and using wisdom and worrying. Worrying is just thinking of all the worst case scenarios and just spiraling around and thinking constantly, what if, or, or am I doing this right? And, and it's not trusting. It's not trusting that God is going to lead you and guide you and, and protect you and watch over all the details. It's not trusting that he has a bigger plan for you. It's not trusting that he is in control of all things. And so I have to remind myself that I actually never need to be anxious or worry. It is not helpful. It is not useful. I can throw it out entirely. Even when it feels helpful, I can throw it out. It is not for me. It is not of God. But here's the alternative, right? So this is how, what guides me. And I know what to do next. Next, I need to pray and I need to wait on God. I need to be thankful. And so my autopilot goes to, that's what it's called, autopilot. There we go. (laughs) Not that technical, but still couldn't remember it. So my autopilot goes to this verse and I say it in my mind or my heart or out loud. And I say, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And so then I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I do. And so then I start praying and I start saying, God, I believe that you're in the middle of this. God, I believe that you're going to show me what to do. God, God, help this situation. God, thank you for your goodness here. Thank you that I can trust you. And I, and I pray with authority and with thanksgiving, knowing that God is going to take over this, that my worry is not doing anything good. It's not taking over the situation. If it does take over, it's not really probably going to do well because it's, that's not how we should be guided. It should not be led by our worry. And so I let that take over. And that helps me all day long. Like whatever little thing I start to worry about, I use that. And now, honestly, I don't worry that often. Or when I do, I battle. I know exactly how to battle it. And so some there are days, there are seasons where I, I have, I feel worry pop up more than, than normal. And I do have to constantly battle, but I always have my battle plan ready. This is, this is the tool I pull out for any kind of worry that happens. And so I hope that encourages you for your toolkit. The next verse I have, talk about it here a lot, but it's just something that sometimes my spirit needs to hear. And this is James 1, 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So this is so crucial and it leads right into our next tool category. Um, But this is crucial. It says to have joy whenever you face a trial. And so it just reminds me that I, in the middle of this, right, I have that choice I talked about in the last episode with my four steps. I always have a choice. That's the truth. And so I have a choice to be negative and feel hopeless and worry or grumble or blame, or I can choose joy. I can choose to believe that God is working something bigger in this situation than I can see right now. I can choose to be thankful for what he's already doing in my life and in this situation. And I have that choice. I always have the choice of joy available to me. And joy doesn't really necessarily mean happiness. It might be a really hard situation. I don't feel happy but I feel the joy of the Lord. I feel his strength. I feel his assurance. I feel a joy deep in me because I know that he is working all things for my good. I have a joy deep within me because I know that I have everything I need in him. And so I always have that as an option. And it's a reminder that he's using this situation 
first of all, for my good and specifically to help produce perseverance in me. And I know I need that. Like the next verse goes on to say, and, uh, let, I don't have it written down here, but let, uh, that be complete and lacking in nothing. And so I know I, I'm, I'm one that struggles to want to perfect everything. And so here it says, if you want to be perfect, this is what you do. <laughs> you go through trials. I don't like that. Can we make things perfect in a different way? Uh, yeah, no. So, I just then can better embrace the situation at hand and not fight against it so much and not just want to get rid of it and be so frustrated that it's there because actually I need it there. The reason it's there is because God is doing something through it. God wants to do something in me through this situation. And so I don't have to be angry that that situation's there. I don't have to be frustrated that I'm quote unquote wasting time putting my baby to sleep because God, even in that, is doing something inside of me. And so I hope that whatever situation you are in, that you can be reminded of that, that God is using it. You have the choice of joy because he's using that for good. And because we have our salvation, which we just always can experience joy in. Okay. That kind of leads into the next category. So the next category is a little less practical, but it's this idea of taking this bigger perspective. And I do have a few kind of like words that, that come to my mind to help me. Um, but it's, it's this question of what is God doing in me through this, this question of what fruit is, is going to come out of this. And so this is something that when you're in the middle of a situation that's frustrating, you can take a step back and ask yourself this question. What is God trying to do in me? What is he going to do through this? What, it, what am I going to gain from this? Right? Like the fruit that comes from this is so amazing and beautiful. Like that's going to be so exciting to see that in me. What is that going to look like? How is God going to transform me through this? And yet, and then it reminds you too, that he can only transform you if you submit to him. And so, you know, instead of grumbling through this situation, God's not, can't do much through that. We got to turn to him, rely on him, press into him, find all of our needs met in him. And that's when he can really use that situation. And so it's this reminder of also the kind of the weight of the choice that I have to make. Like, right. It's not just in that moment. Like if I'm, if I'm trying to put my baby to sleep and he's not going to sleep, getting super triggered, I can start grumbling and getting mad. And it's not just in that moment that that grumbling is going to affect me. So in that moment, it does affect me. I I feel, I feel down. I feel angry. I feel frustrated. I might come out of there and snap at my kids or snap at my husband. I might just kind of just feel cruddy and just want to, you know, give up or want to go to some destructive coping, like binging Netflix or whatever it is. Right. And so Uh, That does affect me in that moment, but it also affects me at a higher level because the trial that I'm facing, God wants to use to work inside of me. He wants to use to change me. And so when I don't choose to allow him to do that, I'm also not just in that moment missing the good, but missing the good in the future of what he wants to produce in me that's going to come later. And so we're like double time missing things. So it's just this reminder of like, I don't want to miss his blessings. I don't want to miss this fruit that's coming. I want to be transformed. I want to be made perfect. So I'm going to stop grumbling. And most of the time I can choose that, but definitely not always. (laughs) But this is in my toolkit to remind me. So yeah, that's, that's another encouragement to you. You're not going to get this perfect. Even after you have your toolkit ready, even if you've been sitting on these things for years, you're still not going to get it perfect. It's still not always going to get it right. And I'm there with you. You're in good company. 
Okay, a couple other just like quick phrases that are not Bible verses, but just help my mind and the Bible um, supports these ideas is one, this too shall pass. So, well, first of all, most of the situations we face in life, they will be over. They will have an end. My baby will not always be a baby, even if all of his first year he doesn't sleep well, which is not true, but even if, right, then this too shall still pass after that year or after the two years or whatever, when he's 10, hopefully not that long. If you're having that many sleep issues, you, you come talk to me because let's, let's help you find some people to connect with. Um, but <laughs> that, that will end, right? That, that nap will be over. That nighttime will be over. The season will be over. It's not forever. And so helping remind myself of that just encourages me to, to know this is not like where I'm stuck forever. Sometimes I feel stuck and trapped and like I start going into that state of hopelessness where it feels like maybe this is going to be forever. That's just not true. And so most situations will end. Now, we do live in a fallen and broken world. And so there is a chance that the situation that you are in will not fully end until heaven comes, right? Maybe a loved one of yours is sick. Maybe you're sick. And maybe the end to that is that they go on to heaven or that you have this through your life and you go to heaven. And I have some good friends that in the past couple of years, this is been what it's looked like. This is how God has answered their prayers is through their life ending and them going on to life eternally with Jesus, which is amazing, but not always how we want things to go. Most of the time, not how we want things to go, but it still shall pass. There will be an end. And so that just use that to remind yourself that this is not forever. There will be an end on that. Okay, another tool in that bigger perspective that I use is just this idea of the best is yet to come. And again, this is not a Bible verse, but God definitely talks about this in the Bible and talks about how he's going to do more than we can ask or imagine that, you know, he has so much good coming for us. And so we can use this in the same way. One, in that every day, I literally think the best is yet to come. The, the, the best part of my life is still before me. You know, a lot of people like think back and be like, oh, I was better when I was younger. Even like I've always even been bothered by the idea of like your wedding's the best day of your life. And I I get the idea. It's not fully meaning that that literally would be the best day of your life. But still, it bothers me because I'm like, no, there's so much more good coming. Like that's the beginning of the good. There's so much more good coming. And so I just always want to start every day believing the best is yet to come. That The best thing is today. And, and maybe it's going to be a bad day, but then I have another day. And and honestly, I, I believe that, especially when I get to start my day, which I do almost every day. And if not, I usually find a time in the middle of the day in this season uh, to be with God. Because when I get to, to, to spend that time with God, oh my goodness, it's my favorite time in the whole world. And so if I get more of that tomorrow, yeah, it's the best day. And so I want you to get that hungry for time with God. Uh, the more that you sit with God and and get comfortable reading the Bible and hearing his voice, the, the more that you can experience that kind of joy when you're sitting with him and when you're having that time with him. And so we can always just be reminded the best is yet to come. Things will, are, are going to get better. And again, I, I do that from day to day. But also, we all know that after this life, even if there's some huge, ugly trial that you have to face at the end of your life, 
the best is yet to come. We get to go spend eternity with Jesus. So we know we can stand firm that the best is yet to come. Okay. The last little tool I have for you is, it's very simple. Something we've kind of already talked about, but it's this idea of gratitude and praise. So I'm bringing in the gratitude from the last episode because you do need that in your toolbox. So add gratitude to your toolbox and go listen to that episode all about how to fight with gratitude because that's a huge one. And then in this, I'm just kind of including praise as well. So we kind of already covered this in these worship songs we're singing and declaring God's goodness in the middle of the worst storms. But we can do this in other little ways too. And specifically in this season, how I have kind of played this out. Um, and it really goes back to that song I was I was telling you about in the last episode, uh, Cornerstone. And it said, my hope, let me read it for you before I butcher it. Um, since I'm, Otherwise I have to start singing it from the beginning and I'll spare you. Uh, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. And so for me, specifically, I've had to just kind of battle this more. I've always had to battle it, but in this season, because I'll, you know, pray, God, please help this baby to sleep. Again, something feels so silly and little sometimes, but when you're in the middle of it, it can feel so overwhelming. And so I would pray that, but then, you know, I, I had to be careful because I didn't want to be discouraged if it didn't happen. I didn't want to, you know, only praise God because sometimes I would, he would sleep and I would praise God, but then I would feel like, gosh, am I only praising God when it, when it's good? Am I only praising him when, when he answers the way I want him to answer? And I just don't want to have that habit or that, that thing formed in me because God is always good. Even when he answers differently. We've been talking about that all throughout these episodes. And so I have started praying in this way and I say, God, I thank you you know, for this baby, thank you for helping him sleep. I just pray that he would go to sleep right now and sleep all the way through the night, right? That's where we're at, trying to get him to sleep through the night. Um, and whatever, like fill in the blank. God, I pray this. For me, it was, I pray he'd be able, be able to get milk without a bottle. I pray he would get on a schedule. I pray, you know, blank and you can fill in your own blank. But then I would add in, and even if he doesn't, you are good. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And God, I praise your name. And, and literally, I would just have to add that to my prayers. And, and in the moments where he wasn't sleeping, I would have to find myself saying, God, you're good. God, I praise your name. And maybe I would start singing one of those worship songs, or maybe I would just keep repeating that. But if we can praise God when things are good and when things are bad, wow, that's going to strengthen our spirit. And we will, will literally be able to get through anything because God's going to give us that strength, right? He promises that he's going to give us the the breakthrough. He's going to give us the hope to get through. He's going to give us everything we need. He's going to give us the manna on the ground every day. And our job is just to praise him. That's it, <laughs> which is an amazing job because I don't know if you've ever praised God, but it feels pretty good. Like that, you can tell that's how God made us is to praise him because it feels good to praise him. And so just make sure you're praising him in the good and the bad, and you're not going to turn God into the genie in the bottle, right? That if he answers, you praise him, God, you're good. And then you, you don't see prayers answered how you want them to be answered and you feel discouraged and down. No, praising him in all things is a reminder that he is always good and a reminder that we don't have to be downcast in those hard seasons. 
So mom, I hope this encourages you and I want you to go build your toolkit. Um, you could just even like start a note in your phone so that you have it accessible, especially as you're learning uh, to go to this and you're creating that memory in your, in your mind and just have it at the ready so that you can go to it when you're feeling this and you can stop the spiral and hit the autopilot and get um, on one of these verses or songs or, or thought processes. So let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for every mama listening. God, I thank you that you see her, you know her, God, you know the struggles that she's in the middle of, Lord. And we just pray that you would just show her how to praise in the middle of it, God. I pray you would give her specific tools to help her do that, Lord. I pray you would drop songs on her heart and verses on her heart and just give her specific things that you want to speak over her that she can grab hold of. And um, we just thank you, God, that you are good in all things, no matter what it looks like, even when our prayers don't get answered how we want them to be, you are good. We praise you. We worship you, God, and we trust you, Lord. We just thank you for all that you're doing. And um, yeah, just lean on you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.